Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm now Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or from our incredible listeners, of which you are now officially one. No getting away from that. And we answer them right here, right now on the topics of sex and dating. Where else do we also answer them, Dane? I don't know. Do you not remember the incredible live shows? Oh, Yes. Not that we were incredible, although not that we weren't, but the audience were incredible and the location was incredible. And guess what? There is another one. It is sold out, so I should stop hyping it up. But next well, month. Well, hey, hey, hey. Let's not let's stop using the word sold out. You can there's the reservations. We've added more tables, I believe. So there might be tables when this comes out. And also there's standing room. You know what? That's a good point. You could be the first person to not be scared of standing. Because I feel like some people have been like, oh, your last show was booked out. And we're like, you can stand. And they're like, uh-huh. and then they didn't. That could be you. Yeah. You could be the one to break the fucking standing ice, which usually is a bad thing. Because if you're standing on the ice, it's usually saving your life. But in this case, it's stopping you from having an incredible show. Yeah. So like pop in. And and come see the show anyway, even if you don't have a, a reservation, uh, we'll we'll make room for you until you know we're at a legal capacity, in which case we can't bring you in. But mm-hmm. I think we'll, we will be okay. We'll put you on our laps up on the stage. <laughs> yeah, we got two comfy seats right up on the stage. You just have to be promised to not make a single fucking noise. And don't you fucking wiggle. Well, you can wiggle a little bit on my lap. No, not mine. Uh, where else, Dane? Where else can they hear more of us if they so desire? Patreon, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? I was about to say fuckbuddies.com forward slash Patreon, but it is the opposite. It's (laughs) patreon.com forward slash Patreon. Yeah. Um, We get an extra episode every month and the whole back catalog of them. And you know what? It's time for questions. It is time for questions. Oh, we also have a TikTok. Go join us. I'm making deranged videos, but they're getting better. Niall is unhinged. And just he's deep in it. He's deep in the paint, kids. He's, He's going all in. I actually learned how to edit videos for the first time today. So there you go. I was going to hit you off with the one that's on the furthest right of my tabs. This is miserable war. 258 girlfriend, 26 year old female of two years will only see me 26 year old male for dates or dinner. Never to just spend time together. My girlfriend and I have been dating for two years and things are going reasonably well, except this one thing. She will not come to my house or let me go to her house to watch a movie or TV show. She won't let us just cuddle or hang out or anything. There has to be a date or dinner first. She's not so picky on what we do, but that part is important. She makes time for this once a week, usually on the weekends, and I usually plan all the activities. I feel like I'm not getting enough intimacy in the relationship because it's confined to narrow moments, usually once a week. What do you think I should do? When I brought this up, she says she's just old-fashioned and that just hanging out isn't something she does. To add more information, she's not seeing anyone else. I'm sure of it. We have sex and sleep over after dates, and the dates don't have to be expensive or anything. They can be going for a hike. It just has to be something. Okay, I mean, it's that's annoying to me. Oh like, my god, I don't, I don't love that, but I can understand. You know, if someone is is in the mindset of being like, "Hey, I don't want the only time we hang out to be like a booty call," then sure, I guess, but. You are also a member or a participant in this relationship. So Mm -hmm. if it's not something you want to do or you're feeling unsatisfied, that is just as valid as someone being like, hey, I don't want, you know, the majority of our hangouts to be coming over, watching half a movie and then fucking Mm -hmm. like, sure, valid point. If that's not something you're into, that's fine. Cool. Great. But if you're like, hey, there sometimes maybe I do want to just like do something low key and not have to plan a big thing and just hang out with you. Yeah. And if that's not on the table, then I don't see why you are also required to do exactly what they want to do. Like yes. a relationship is a give and take. And right now there is no give. I love that. It's like, oh, sh- like she's not seeing anyone else. We sleep over once a week. Yeah. Also, if I was dating someone and it was our second year and I only saw them once a week, I wouldn't be very happy about it. I- again, no. like 
Unless, you know, let's say it was like a six month stretch where they were like crushing it at their masters or something. You know what I mean? Like if there was a reason and a timeline, sure. If it was just like, this is the only time I have for you. I see you boys at least once a week. And that's not even enough for me. I've never only seen you once a week, even if we count podcasting and, you know, PlayStation or whatever. It, it's, it seems strange to be like, I have carved out one day a week for you, and the only way I will actually see you is if you plan something on top of that. Like, yeah. the burden seems to be entirely on you, and it doesn't seem like, oh, I want to spend time with you. It's, I want to do a thing with you, and if you don't want to do that thing, then I don't want to see Like, that seems to be a thing, being like, okay, if you don't want to take me out for dinner, then I'm not going to see you this week. Mm-hmm. And, the and thing that is, seems like- bad. The only thing saving this from being the most garbage is that they're willing to do cheap things. That's it. That's yeah. pretty much the only saving grace because it's the weird, like won't come to my house. Won't let me go to hers, even though apparently they do sleep over is one thing. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's depressing. All of this is depressing. You, you barely ever see each other. And it's like that quiet time together is, I think where intimacy really develops. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's fucking great. Like, the more things you can do, I feel like I'm probably in the trap right now of not doing enough things because I'm I'm becoming a lazy homebody. But, like, the opposite is horrifying of just, like, you're not even really dating if all you're doing is, like, hanging out, like, doing activities and then fucking. And then that's it. Like, you're almost, like, friends with benefits at that point, which is great. But where's the intimacy? Where's where's the, the, the plus? Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, when I was seeing someone, we made sure that like once a week we had a, a day set aside to do like a date night. But that doesn't mean that what that was the only time I saw them. Granted, I was living with my ex at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what I mean? Like even if I wasn't, I would I would be on board of being like, yes, once a week we should do a thing. It doesn't matter what, but we'll have a date night so that we can spend some quality time and do a thing. Great. But also the idea of being like, that's the only time I get to see you. And I like, you can't come over randomly or I can't be like, hey, I'm feeling a little shitty. Do you want to come over and just like hang out and Mm -hmm. like I'll make dinner or something like like what happens if that's the case? Like what happens if you're having a bad day? She like, no, sorry, I'm not going to come over. You have to take me out for dinner first and then I'll comfort you like that. Right. Like that, that seems weird to me. Like that's one of my favorite things about seeing someone mm -hmm. is that that sort of spontaneity of being like oh, I could use some company and I'm choosing you to be that company to spend time with. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. That's really sweet. And like you said, I think those are the moments where you become close with someone. Mm -hmm. Also, like, who's cooked? Like, have you guys cooked each other dinner? You clearly not if you can't do that, right? Because that's not an event. Like, what about like takeout in a shitty movie or a good movie? These are all great things. You're missing out. I would love to know if they've talked about it or if he's just kind of been like, "Mm, okay. I mean, two years of this is is strange to not be like, to be like, hey, do you want to come over? And they're like, no, it's not Friday. Yeah. So, you know, I won't see you. Because you know that, my hike minimum rule. That's a that's a crazy response of being like, it's not Saturday. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see you. Or I saw you on Saturday and mm-hmm. it's Sunday and I don't want to see you again. Or it is Saturday. And before I say yes, I need to know what activity you've planned for me. Like I'm some kind of grumpy child. It's, it's so fucking weird. Uh, so as Nell said, you got to talk to her. You have to say, hey, I'm all about like I'm all for doing a, a date night once a week and making sure we have time for that. But I would like to a see you more and B, I don't want to be so rigid. Like monotony is the death of romance. Like it's it's so there's nothing sweet about being told that you have to plan a thing for me. And it happens on the same day every week. And we do the same thing once a week. And like, that sucks. Like what spark is there? There's no, like, this is just a job at this point in time. And wish you get to fuck your coworker. Kind of an event planner, really? Yeah. Like it's, it's to me, this doesn't seem like a relationship. You're her excursion boy. I would love to know what your like day to day communication is like. Oh, I, yeah, I can't imagine much. I can't imagine she's like, I can only see you once a week only with excursions, but like, Hey, let's really get into it over fucking Facebook messenger. Yeah, so you definitely need to state your wants, your desires, be clear. Don't guess at what they would want to hear or, you know, be very, very honest about what you want and being like, hey, I'm feeling a little unsatisfied. These are the things I would like to do. And these are the things that I feel like I need out of this relationship. And if they're like, no, I'm old fashioned, I'm not coming over to your place. 
no, I'm old fashioned. I see you once a week until we're married. Like if if that's not happy, if like, if that doesn't do it for you, then you are not with a compatible partner. Yes. And like you're, if for some reason this is what she wants, that's fine. But your views are also completely as valid. So your desire to stay in and not do these things is also as valid. So if she's unwilling to like see things from your side, why are, why should you just completely like go to what she wants? Yeah. So yeah, relationships are a, a two way street with at least two participants. Also, so, she probably has a husband, right? He spends his time with the, the kids on Saturday. Like there's, yeah. there's no way she's not or like you're not actually dating. And she's like, yeah, this is my fuck buddy, like Jerome. And you, you just decided, I want to know, did you have a chat? Did you say, Hey, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We're exclusive. Or has it just gone on for two years? And you're like, yeah, it's my girlfriend that I would honestly, I feel like that might be the case of being like, you never had a conversation about mm-hmm. what you guys really are. And this person just has be- like a, a boundary of being like, yeah, I'm because you also said like, you're sure she's not seeing anyone else. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you though? Oh, so I delved into the comments to see if I could find more information. And I wanted to say this earlier, but it, I, for some reason, I thought they answered, but I guess they didn't. They are also paying for every one of these excursions and dates. Yes. I mean, so I, I assumed. For some reason, I thought, yeah, that's bad. Um, but yeah, I, I I really do wonder if this is just a person who's like, no, like I see you once a week and like we're going to do a thing. And that that's the price of my affection. Mm. And this person is like, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Either way, it's bad. You got to talk and don't like don't just bow to demands you don't agree with because you're going to be unhappy. And also your views are as valid as theirs. Yep. Hit me. Uh, This is Mimi 112. Is my one night stand stealthing or miscommunication? I had casual sex with a guy I met at a bar last weekend. He had a bunch of condoms with him, put one on and we started doing it. I took the condom off to give him head and he then started having sex with me again. Admittedly, I was pretty drunk. Not enough to not consent, though. And I didn't realize he was inside me without a condom. When he asked me where I wanted him to come, I told him inside the condom. When he told me he wasn't wearing one, I was shocked. After talking about it with him the next day, he said that when I took the condom off to give him head, he thought it meant I didn't want it to. I didn't want to use it anymore. He sent me proof of his uh, bill of health and is extremely apologetic. Regardless, I feel violated and uncomfortable. I would also like to believe that it's not my fault that this happened. Any thoughts or can anyone relate? Okay, few things. Obviously, if you are having sex with someone, it's one of those things you shouldn't assume. You should have a very, you know, frank and honest discussion about protection and whether to use it or not. Taking off a condom, if you're going to do that, maybe make sure you put another one on. I don't know if you knew how many condoms he had. You seem to say he had a bunch, but like if he did, like surely like you still have to pause and put them on. I, I feel like there's a disconnect between you doing that and him putting it back in where like there's a lot of time passing. And I'm not going to victim blame or anything. I, I know you're saying you were drunk and not paying that much attention. Sure. But the thing is, I don't think he's doing it maliciously. If when you said, oh, come in the condom and he goes, oh, I'm not wearing one. I think someone who was doing it maliciously would be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then just do it and then be like, oh, I thought you meant come inside you. You took the condom off. You know what I mean? I think he's being an idiot. I think you guys need to talk, but I don't think it was malicious. No, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's being an idiot. There's always a chance that someone has done something bad. But I think in this case, I do not blame him for following the steps of logic by that he followed by an idiot. I mean, like from my first point of like, you should have a frank discussion with someone. And if you haven't, then you right. shouldn't just <laughs> you shouldn't just fucking go for it. That's that's it. Like, I don't mean he's being an idiot in this situation, because if somebody tucked the condom off for me and then wanted to continue again, for me, I don't love doing that without that frank discussion. But like, it's almost like implied, right? This is the thing. It's like for me, if someone took a condom off, I would I, I would put one back on just by nature mm-hmm. anyway. But I, I can 100 percent understand that if I put a condom on and then at some point in time you've taken it off. Mm hmm. I assume that that condom is now discarded. Like, I I don't blame him for thinking like, oh, okay, condom is off. We're not using it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're absolutely correct in terms of like, do you don't make assumptions about that kind of stuff? I would check in before I before I would have sex again. I would be like, hey, do you want me to get another condom? But again, I'm assuming he was probably also a little drunk. And presumably you made the same mistake that he did because you didn't say, hey, can you put another condom on? Mm hmm. 
the same way that he said, hey, should I put another condom on? Yeah. So I I don't love the fact that you're like, I would like to think it's not my fault. Yeah, I don't know why there's that like drive to be like, oh, nope, can't be me. It's like you can be. Yeah, I I think I mean, the fact that he supplied you with a STD or an STI Mm -hmm. check after the fact and seems very apologetic. Like, Mm -hmm. and to be fair, he clarified in the moment and was honest at a time when like passions are high, literally, presumably he's close to coming. It's like that's not the time for a frank, awkward out of the moment discussion, he still had it. Yeah. So you know? I, I think one, I, I have a hard time believing this is a malicious thing because as Niall said, if it was, he probably wouldn't be like, Hey, where do you want me to come? He yeah. probably would have just done whatever he was going to do. And two, I think there was enough sort of implied actions that you can't fault him for thinking that you were finished using a condom. In this case, it's like stealthing is like, you know, oh, you, t- you take the condom off like surreptitiously. In this case, surely the stealthy part would have been if he was able to get one back on without you noticing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that would like putting one on in this case would be the difficult thing without you noticing. Because you would have had to presumably like even if they were right beside the bed, people complain about condoms because they take so long to put on even though they don't really. But like it's still a noticeable few beats where you're like, hold on, rip grab my dick boop 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 it's on let's go you know what i mean it's like that to do that without you noticing would be the stealthy part yeah yeah so i would completely remove stealthing from the table i think the the worst thing this guy's guilty of is the same thing you're guilty of which is miscommunication and getting lost in the sauce a little bit miscommunications assumptions maybe a lack of care but again that's on both sides of the table here so like if you want to continue this, I think next time you decide to take someone's condom off, make sure there is one to put on, right? Firstly, and secondly, make sure it's handy and then make sure they put it on. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's any harm in saying, you know, if you want to hook up with this guy again, be like, hey, there might be times where I want to suck your dick and I don't want a condom on it, so I'll take it off. If I do do that, I would like you to put a condom back on before we continue, b- before we continue having sex. Mm-hmm. And I think now makes a very good point make sure he has a backup because nothing would suck more than being like, you know, switching positions. She just tears it off and be like, yeah. well, okay, I guess we're not having sex anymore because you took my only condom. Yeah. That would suck a lot. I would be very, really, really annoyed. So I think you also have to adopt the policy of being like, Hey, can I take the condom off? Cause then you yeah, have the option. Like, oh, do you to, have another condom? You know what I mean? Yes. Like there, there needs to be a little bit more com- communication and like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be awkward, rigid. I, I think have the conversation outside of, and like do a little debrief as it seems you kind of did and be like, here are the situation, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I think there's nothing wrong with in the moment. Also being aware of being like saying, Hey, I want to take your condom off so I can suck your cock. That's a hot way to phrase that for sure. Right? Yeah. That, that is a yeah. sexy thing to say while mm-hmm. also stating your intentions, as opposed yep. to being like, I want to take condom off. Do you have another one? Yeah, because he's like, I want to take your condom off to suck your dick, but then you'd be like, but why don't you fuck me after? Do you have one? Yeah. Frame it that way. No one's going to give a fuck. But like people's, you know, people aren't thinking straight when they're fucking. So like the more complex and the more assumptions are being made, the more room for error there are. Mm-hmm. So like don't leave those rooms for assumption. And like take control of your own safety as well. If you've taken a condom off someone, make sure they put that on. If that's yeah. what you're worried about, which, you know, it should be. Be willing to take fault when you've done something wrong. Yeah, especially with something as as serious as stealthing, because that is a in many places considered sexual assault and uh, throwing accusations like that out or accusing people of it can like in situations like this could be very detrimental to this person uh, when he it does not seem like an intentional use of because as Nell said, I think generally the stealthing is done by the person who put the condom on. Right. Like it, it doesn't For make sure. any sense. Like you took it off. You knew there was no condom involved mm-hmm. henceforth. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I, we, we don't want to toe the line of of victim blaming. Um, no, but I think you can. And also like understanding your role in these things helps you be safer going forward. 100%. If you just go, oh, it's their fault. That's not fucking helpful for anybody. Whereas if you go, OK, next time I'll make sure that he has it on. And then you're like, cool, because at that point. If somebody wants to stealth or whatever, you know, and you're able to take action. Whereas like if you leave everything in this gray area, maybe next time someone isn't as honest or it isn't well-meaning. And then you're like, well, I don't know. 
because I didn't check. I take no responsibility. Um, and then I, I would say finally, even though he gave you an STI, you know, test or result, I would still go get tested. Anytime you have unprotected sex, I think it's it's kind of important to, especially with a new partner, to just do a checkup. There's no harm in it. Uh, there's no like downsides to it. It'll give you peace of mind, and you can you can move on from it. So good luck. Yep. Uh, this is by Jasminian. A friend, male twenty two, keeps asking me, female twenty one, out. Should I stop being friends with him? A friend of mine has continued asking me out for four years. He only does not ask me out when I'm in a relationship. Last time he asked me out was two months ago, and I said, no, I don't want to be in a relationship. Just want to be friends with you. Yesterday, he asked me again if I wanted to be friends with benefits. He's told me he liked me before. Should I end this friendship? Will he ever stop pursuing me and view me just as a friend? The thing is, we are in a friendship group with mutual friends. I meant to see two of them in a week. I don't know what to do. He's a good friend and everything, but this just kind of tipped it over the edge for me. I mean, he's not your friend. No. Because he's actively trying to be more than your friend. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to say that like, oh, if two friends, like if you have an attraction to a friend, you're a bad friend, you're not their friend. By all means, shoot your shot. You know, you you can't help who you develop Mm -hmm. feelings for or attraction to. And it's very likely that if there's someone in your friend group that you spend a lot of time with and you get close with that you might actually develop feelings for these people. That's fine. I'm not saying you're a bad person if that happens, Mm -hmm. but shoot your shot. And then if they say, hey, sorry, I'm not interested. I'd rather keep you as a friend. You then have to make the choice of being like, cool, I don't know if I can do that because now I view you in this way. Or Mm -hmm. absolutely, I respect your boundaries and I know you're not interested. Those are your options. And And then in the second case, you get over it and are genuinely a good friend. And in the first case, you leave and find another friend, hopefully with different results, either in terms of romantic or platonic stuff. Now, I think a very key point is when you say shoot your shot, you're not saying shoot your shots. Or yeah. commence your four-year barrage. Like, I love it. She's like, oh, will he ever stop? It's like, it's four years is a long fucking time for someone to not time. stop doing something. So I'm going to say no. Probably not. Probably not. Unless he was like, you know what? Hey, guys, I need advice. And we said, you got to ask her out. Maybe it was our first episode. It's been about four years. Maybe we were like, you got to ask her out for four years. And he's yeah. just about to stop. And you're about to lose this incredible friendship. No, like this guy's not your fucking friend. You can't be like, oh, he's a good friend in so many ways. One, because you know he has ulterior motives. Two, because a good friend would respect your boundaries. Yeah. Proven wrong on both counts there. Yeah. If I was like, hey, no, please don't punch me in the face every time you see me. But but you're just joking when you say that, right? Every time you see me, you punch me in the face. I wouldn't be like, oh, but everything else, like he's he's a great, he's my best friend. I, he does punch me in the face every every day for four years. Will he ever it's stop? Like, will he ever stop? Like that, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get punched in the face. You don't want to date this dude, but he does it over and over and over again, despite the fact that you're like, hey, stop. Don't yeah. do it. So here's the thing. I really don't think this guy deserves a talking to, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's a har- any harm in saying like sitting him down and being like hey you've been doing this for four years my views aren't going to change i don't want to date you and if that's a deal breaker for you it sucks i'm sorry but you're gonna have to move on Mm -hmm. or you accept the fact that i'm not gonna date you and you never ask me again because if you do ask me again i don't want to be your friend anymore because i don't think you are my friend if you wanted to give them one last chance i would say that and be like look hey this has to stop it's been four fucking years i've told you x y and z and it's like there's no oh it's not the right time it's not like i like you as a friend i do not like you as a romantic partner and i shall not and just be like i appreciate your feelings but this has to end one way or another can you do that and if not here's fair warning we will not be friends after that moment yeah and then stick to it i don't know i'm kind of on the fence about whether or not to like tell you to bring it up to your mutual friend group and be like hey so here's the situation i think you have to i think at this point if they don't know then they're probably not great friends either unless you've been keeping it secret for some reason but like i'm sure you have friends in there and just be like guys like it's so awkward like you know how this person blah 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 like they asked me out again and like i'm really sick of it obviously i don't want to cause tension in the friend group but i want you guys to know because like people like this I don't think they're going to have your best interests at heart when it all goes to shit. Like if you cut them off or you do say something harsh, like I will never like you, 
they're not going to be like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to make sure all your friends really like you. That's kind of like where I'm coming from of being like, it would be very easy for this person to turn around and be like, hey, so this person said all these horrible things to me and people being like, yo, where did that come from? Because again, like if you're not saying anything about this dude out of, you know, trying not to embarrass him or whatever. Yeah. Then they might not know. It's like if you're just like coming out and being like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore because I don't think I don't like you. Yeah, you're then, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you say you're you're just because I'm an ugly asshole for four <laughs> years. What? So, yeah, I think he should bring it up with a friend group because then they might even be able to be like a backup plan in terms of like they might also be like, hey, man, Tyler, you got to stop because we know his name's Tyler. Got to stop, Tyler. I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, But that's 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 how you deal with it. I think I think you got to. This is from Arlene here. How to fucking move during sex. 19 year old female. I just lost my virginity recently, and sex with my boyfriend has been good. I want to make it great, but the issue is mainly me. I can't seem to fucking move. I'm horribly coordinated, have no rhythm, can't dance, and this is showing in the bedroom, LMAO. When I'm on top, he will try to thrust with me as I grind, but I always lose the rhythm and have to start over after a few minutes. During doggy, I try to sway in back-and-forth motion with him to get deeper and contribute, but I just end up ruining rhythm and end up letting him do the thrusting. I don't have a big butt, so I can't really twerk or jiggle my booty. So I just have to move my whole body up and down or front to back, depending on the position. Maybe I can learn, even though I have a flattish ass. I don't know. I need help. Please. Any advice or resources is very appreciative. You gotta twerk. If you can't twerk, what are you doing? You're right. Get out. Break up with him right now. Go to twerk camp and you only come back when you can reliably twerk on that dick. Yeah, you gotta do nothing but squats. Get that ass fat as hell. You gotta eat nothing but bologna sandwiches for breakfast the key ingredient to getting a fat ass that's a song by uh <laughs> fucking uh baby no money and uh what's that guy everyone loves tall guy blonde hair young money no young uh money. young young gravy young gravy yeah they have a song and it's just like talk about like sleep with people at whole foods and they're just like wait how are you thick you look like you eat bologna sandwiches for breakfast it's great anyway it was a it was a, it was a quote. I'm not gonna take credit. Baby, no money. My best friend and young gravy, whose name I forgot. Sorry, sorry. I, hmm. Look, if there's a point, if you're fucking shit up by throwing in the rhythm, sometimes you don't need to throw in the rhythm. Sometimes you got it under control, right? Sometimes you just enjoy that and feel it, right? Because there are a lot of times where, like, I know people don't want to be like a starfish in bed or whatever. It doesn't mean you can't stop moving. Yeah, I think this is a classic case of trying to do too much. Yes, like if someone's trying to fuck you really hard, you can push back into them, and that's great. You don't have to be like, hold on, I'll match your – because if you match them, it sucks. And if you anti-match them, that's when you break your dick. Mm -hmm. So neither of those things are great. I also will say when you're on top, there are more things than just grinding. Well, I think that's that's her problem is her trying to like actually ride. She loses the rhythm. Well, I think she was saying she finds it hard because he's thrusting and she's grinding. Well, so the way I'm understanding it is he's he's thrusting because she can't ride. So she. Well, yes, but she's also not riding because she's just grinding. But I think she's not riding because she loses the rhythm. I don't know. Is what I'm saying. I just I know I've been with like some people who think the be all and end all of being on top is grinding. Yeah. Which like. When I was a young a young boy and I didn't want to come too quickly, that was great for me because it did nothing for me. So I'd be like, hey, yeah. you go on top. And I'm like, cool. This is just a nothing. Just got to chill. Just got to sit yeah. here and let you do your thing. Exactly. So just I do think people really overestimate the grinding. So just don't let that be your be all and end all when you're on top is is advice number one. Uh, advice number two for me is, like I said, I you don't have to do that much. Like, especially things like doggy style. It's I think there's diminishing returns if everyone is moving. I think I think it's really hot if you're the one going back and forth and I'm just standing there and you're fucking yourself. Very hot. Mm -hmm. If you let me grab your waist and And go to fuck you. Great. Very hot. I think Mm -hmm. there is there is a problem specifically in doggy. If if two people are trying to act together, because I think because of the angle, like Nile said, the the likelihood it's like doggy style and riding are the the two most yeah. dangerous positions mm-hmm. for for dick related smushings. Yes. I'm not even smushing snappings. Snappings. 
bending, breaking. You don't want. It's, you don't want. You don't it's want. It's not good. When people talk about people not being active in bed, they're not saying you need to be thrusting at every moment, right? You can be active by, like with doggy, like pushing yourself back or like moaning or talking or just being involved. Like that's more what they it's mean. Engagement. Exactly. It's engagement. It's involvement. It's like if someone's fucking you and you're like grabbing their neck or like kissing them or scraping their back or like grabbing their ass or like you're like really into it. You get those legs and you like pull them up close to you. Those are all hot things, but you're not fucking with the rhythm. There's also nothing wrong with just lying back and enjoying mm. it either. Yeah. Right. Like that's also a very like like engagement is the thing. I If you're engaged in enjoying what I'm doing to Mm-hmm. thrust back or do anything i that's great i want that that's what i that's the whole reason i'm here yeah. is to fuck you to a point where Just you're having such a good time seems- yeah like in a good way not in a corpse way yeah that's that's what i'm here for this is what i've signed up for this is my job uh so it's 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 cute and and i love the energy that you're coming into this of being like i want to be an active participant in sex i want to make sure it's the best possible that's great that's the way to go about it but as niall said it doesn't have to equate to physical activity in order to do it you just have to be present you have to be communicative you have to be engaged and that's that's really all you can ask from a sexual partner like if i get those three things from someone i'm probably going to enjoy myself Oh, yeah. Um, Now, if you do want to help yourself with this rhythm thing, put on music. Find something that has a very... Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. Find something that has a steady snare or kick drum that's loud enough and clear and just focus on that. If you have trouble focusing on that, listen to music and tap. You know, when you're you're working... Don't listen to Dane. Put on Dragon Force and plow him through the first floor of your house into the basement. Yeah, you want to follow the strumming and not the the the, the drums. Well, the drums are like absolutely insane, constantly. Oh, so yeah. Um. So the, like that, I think is the best way to do it. Like the next time you're you're cleaning your house and you're listening to music, just you know tap along to whatever you're listening to. Find the rhythm that way. And then listen to music when you're fucking and follow the rhythm that way. And great. Cool. But at the same time, if if the if the solution is like if you're on top and he's content to ride you, why are you making that face? I'm about to say something that's going to blow this whole conversation wide <laughs> open. Okay, do it. No, finish what you were saying. I was just trying to wig you out while you kept speaking. Well, hey, you, you wigged me out. So why is this why we sex metronome? Oh, music's too complex for this poor clumsy girl. You want a fucking sexy like. It's gonna be so hot. Maybe make it a dick. Maybe we'll put on our store. <laughs> yes. With all the other Along great our, ideas we've had. Our pillow buddies. Wink. Yeah. Wet floor signs. I think we had. Hey, yeah, I'm sure we have a lot. One day, one day we will be wealthy and we will go back through every episode and make them. No, we'll hire someone to go back through every episode. Mm. Even better. And now they'll actually be functional. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I think I think you're OK. I think you're working too hard. I think you're trying to do too much. Sometimes like a certain chef wizard that we know says less is more. Yeah. And that's from Wizard of Sauce. Hashtag Kyle Crawford. Uh, you ready? Mm-hmm. My 23 year old female partner, 23 year old female, cut my bracelet off while I was sleeping. What? I don't know how to feel about this. So I need some input. I recently moved to a new country a few months ago and started dating my partner a few weeks ago. I have a cotton bracelet that is woven onto my wrist too tight to take off. The story of it is I have a matching one with my mom, who still lives in my original country. I don't necessarily have the best relationship with her, but family means a lot to me, so we put these on to feel connected, I guess. We had similar bracelets about five years ago, but I pulled mine off since I got kicked out of home and I spent a year or two feeling completely alienated from my family. Things have since mended, and the relationship has been good for the last two to three years. Thing is, my partner didn't know any of this. Although things are relatively better in my family situation, I'm still sensitive about the whole topic. So when she asked about the bracelet, I just told her it's a matching one with someone that is really important to me and left it at that. I guess in hindsight, I should have been more honest about it being my mom, but I just wasn't ready to emotionally unload like that in such a new relationship. When I talked about it two times, and both times I said the same thing, it was something I shared with someone close to me and there's a way of feeling connected despite being in different countries. 
It's like two to three millimeters thick, thick, like really tiny, made out of woven cotton. So hardly even registers when I wear with my watch on a bracelet. But since it's made of such thin cotton, it took a really long time to weave. It took me about seven hours to weave my mom's one, and then for about 11 hours for her to put mine on, since she didn't know the knot technique so well. Oh, the other night, my partner cut off the bracelet while I was sleeping. When I woke up, I didn't even notice because I always wear my watch. But a few hours later, I realized it was gone. When I asked my partner, she said, yeah, she cut it off because I should have no ties to anyone but her. I absolutely lost my shit, but at the same time, I guess I could see why she thought would think it's from a partner before her. I broke up with her pretty much immediately, but I guess my next question is, is this fair? I gave no context, but also it's only been a few weeks. Kind of devastated right now because it felt like my tie back to my family and now it's gone. I'm considered weaving a new bracelet, but it wouldn't be the same because my mother spent hours weaving that onto me. I would have dumped her even faster. I don't mm-hmm. know how fast you dumped this person, but I would have done it faster. I would have done it as she was doing it. My body would have woken me up. I would have sat up like the Undertaker in the fucking 90s. My eyes rolled back in my head, and I would have choke slammed this woman right out of my life. Not physically. I wouldn't actually yes, hurt anyone. Metaphorically. But metaphorically, I would choke slam this relationship through a fucking steel cage like the Undertaker did to mankind in the Hell in the Cell match. Mm-hmm. I would go... I would dump her so fast, I would go back in time, and I would be, was it Mankind's sock thing? Yep. And I would smother the relationship. Again, not her. <laughs> this is metaphorical. With a dirty sock. Before she could cut it off, thus saving my bond with my mom. It's a fucked up thing to do. The the like, the like rationale, of, like the this guy's too nice. The fact that he was like, two, oh, it's... What? It's two ladies. Oh, it's two ladies. She's too nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they... You gave as much information as you were willing to say, saying something like it was with someone that I have a strong connection with. For all they know, it was with a sibling who had passed away or a a best friend who, you know, you moved away from like any number of mom who you had a tumultuous relationship with that now it's been healed. Literally any number of things. And even like, what if it was like, what if it was your ex who, you know, died in a car crash or something, Mm. right? Like, or what if it was your ex who's still your fucking friend like that? That doesn't excuse it, right? No, not at all. And and to say that I'm the only person you should have a connection with is the most toxic Mm -hmm. point of view you should ever have in a relationship. If you've ever said this to another person, if you've ever looked at your partner and said, I'm the only one who should matter to you. Yeah. Break up with them right now. Do them a favor. Yeah. You have end, done a end bad your relationship job. and also, get your ass to therapy. You know what especially sucks? This person moved country. It's hard to move country because you end up in a place where you have very few people, if at all, and you are kind of completely by yourself. So those ties mean so much more. And you also don't have anything in the way of like, physical ties so it's like having to break up with someone and presumably leave the place you guys share that sucks it's so much harder for the person who's not from that country who can't fall back on family and maybe friends depending on how long they've been there so you've done so much of a worse thing it's it's terrible and okay let's flip it to the partner it is we've we talk about jealousy all the time 100 percent fine to be jealous of a thing especially when your partner is being vague i can understand you looking at that and being like you're not telling me for a reason and that's making me even more jealous and now i'm going to spiral that's fine that can happen in the night creep into your bed with a scissor like what sorry continue so uh what you do then is say hey i'm really sorry but the the nature of this bracelet and how vague you are is kind of giving me anxious. You know, I'm getting anxious about it. I'm, I'm a little jealous about it. And I would love to know the story about it and try to open up your partner that way. Because the, the question asker was like, oh, I don't want to trauma dump this early. Mm-hmm. But if you open the door, if you say, hey, I'm willing to listen, I want to know the story you can tell me. Mm-hmm. Then you're building a stronger relationship. You're you're allowing your partner to be vulnerable, and you're you're giving them the opportunity to do it. Yeah. If they do say, you know, you don't need to worry about it. It's nothing that you need to, to be concerned yeah, about. Like it's not an ex. It's just like a family thing. Then hopefully you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then oh wow, it's all been resolved through the power of communication, and you didn't have to do a weird, creepy sister maneuver at night. Yeah, I will say, who sleeps with their watch on? It's weird. Yeah. 
big weirdos. I don't even like having to watch on during the day. Uh, but yeah, this is this is really bad. This is terrible. I'm sorry this happened. I have uh, a number of stuff. I, I mean, like I I wear the the bracelet that someone gave me at Comic Con. Any mm-hmm. chance I get, I don't really wear it at work because I'm terrified I'm going to like catch it on something and break it. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah, have if somebody I've, put that off. They'd be a garbage person who gets choke slammed out of the relationship again, not physically. Someone, I did get very mad at someone because someone pulled it the other day, and it's on an elastic. But someone like yeah. pulled it to, I guess, like look at it or whatever. And I was like, "Do not do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how strong this this bracelet is, and if it breaks, I'm going to be very upset." Um, but I do also have I have a uh, uh, a friendship bracelet, probably along the same style as this one, with a like one of my childhood best friends who we went through a lot together, like a very, a very formative relationship Wait, in my life. A best friend and you had a formative relationship with them and you still hang on to them. Yeah. Hold on. I'll be right. No, back. this is why I don't wear it. This is why it's pinned safely in my house, because if Niall sees it, he will try to cut it off me. He's looking for scissors right now. You can't see it because I, oh. I got I got a really small stapler. Will that do it? <laughs> no, if anything, you're just gonna put it on me even more securely. An old key. I could probably you could probably do some sawing techniques there. But yeah, I would I I would be very, very upset if someone cut that off me and, and damaged it. I would be pissed. Yeah. No, it's fucked up. It's destruction of property, it's a callous disregard for emotions, privacy dignity like it's fucking shit you're an embarrassing jealous mess and again we've talked about being jealous fine normal how you deal with it though you could be a big embarrassing mess and this is one of those times where like you fucking suck and you should be ashamed yeah speaking of being ashamed (laughs) this is the end of our episode (laughs) it's time to be nile uh it's uh, the time where we get on online dating platforms such as tinder bumble and hinge and look through profiles that work with that that don't work uh we critique them we rate them we say what works what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable and i believe you got some for me dan i got some uh let me just crank them open here just pop them pop them right on open right now my phone is just frozen on a picture of my dirty washing machine Okay, okay, there we go. Why do you have pictures? I won't even ask. Be free. I don't worry about it. Uh, this is, did I, it looks like Annie, a genuinely kind, down-to-earth girl who knows what she wants and looking to get to know a guy on a deeper level. If you're looking for someone who is intelligent, creative, funny, confident, and can have a good time, then look no further. If you're only looking for friends with benefits, then kindly go away. I don't love people describing themselves as things that are subjective to other people. You know, yes. like kind, funny, uh, beautiful, like, I love that you think those things about yourself or that presumably they've been said about you. But like you telling me you're into reading and hiking, even though they're very generic things, tells me more about you than you saying you're kind of beautiful or whatever. I, I agree with you. In this case, I don't hate it, but I, I, I would preface that with saying that, yes, I wish there was more about your interests because right now all I have are adjectives that you think you are. Mm-hmm. which as Niall said could be skewed by any number of things yes so for sure. i would like to think i'm genuinely kind and i'm sure there are people out there who also think they're genuinely kind who are narcissistic abusers you know yeah. what i mean like also it's, it's not something i would put in a profile because i feel like if i said hey i'm kind one it'd be fucking weird to do but two it would probably sound like i'm not kind yeah so i i don't hate them because like sure but if if you had lists of things or at least give me a little bit more of like what you do, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I think I'm there are ways to but like, yeah, it's like like what you do with your life, like what you how you spend your time, because I think that like if you want to say you're kind, like if you, you know, maybe you volunteer somewhere yeah. or maybe you foster dogs like to me, that is like, oh, you're kind mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, you're showing me and not telling me. But even then, I think that's like- important. A lot of these things aren't quantifiable in that way. So it's like they're just going to figure it out when they meet you. So it's like if they think you're an interesting, cool person, that should be enough. Yeah. Let your kindness speak for itself. I'm uh, I'm going to give it a five because I don't I don't think it's bad, but I, I do think you have room to improve. I'll give it a six because I think it's just on the good side of bland. Yeah. Uh, this is D blank. And he says smarter than you, fitter than you, wittier than you. 
you need to step it up. <laughs> These are my favorite profiles because you're actively being like, I'm interested in you, but you're bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like, you wouldn't say that to someone you're not interested in. No, but it's also just like, well, actually, I wouldn't say that to someone I was interested in, but I'm sure this person, it's not the case. I'll send it to you. It's like, he doesn't like, I'm not going to judge anybody by their fitness or whatever. But like, when you say that, I expect to look up and see like, I don't know, Chris Hemsworth off his newest movie. Not like the most bland looking dude. Yeah. You know, which whatever, like fitness isn't all about muscles, but but also when you come out the gate swinging like this and being aggressive and weird, it's like I immediately want to find fault with you. And it's like no one in their right mind is going to be like, hey, this guy seems like a good catch. He's super aggressive. He's very arrogant. Love it. Yes. Yeah, it's like, I promise you that there are women on Tinder who are fitter than this dude. Oh, my and, God. And, yeah. and I will also guarantee you that there are people who are smarter and wittier. I, well, judging by his uh, profile, the wit remains to be seen. Uh, this is, again, Vanessa, you, I think. You hit me with a oh, yeah. I'm going to give this a zero. No, I'll give it a one because it's not racist. Yeah, I'll give it a one. Uh, this is Vanessa. Are you a 45 degree angle? Because you're a cutie. Wink. Uh, Five facts about me. Probably the most boring person you'll ever meet. I will never love you more than I love food. Taller than your mom. I'm allergic to cats and pineapple. I have more riz than you. See, like, that's that last sentence is still kind of like aggressive, but like it's obviously playful and fun. But here's the thing. If you're if you start your list of five fun facts about you and you say you're the most boring person I'm ever going to meet. Hey, guess what? You don't, you got no riz because I'm immediately not interested. Yeah. I don't understand why someone would think that's a flex. Like to me, that would be the equivalent of being like, I'm the worst smelling man you'll ever meet. It's like, cool. Like I can't wait to vom when I fucking get a sniff of you. Yeah. I have no interest in spending anyone who, who they themselves describe as boring. Yes. That's a sad state of affairs because i think a lot of people who people consider boring don't consider themselves boring because if you consider yourself boring that's a very sad life yeah yes i mean i've told the story of my my first date at once who her opening line was i'm sorry i'm really boring no, i was like well sad sad time to be i was like anyone. this sucks like why do why do i want to talk to you then like if you're boring then okay why yeah. did you come out you're doing something cool right now yeah the irony is the rest of this profile, like it has energy. It doesn't seem like a boring person's profile. Yeah. And let me be the judge of that. Maybe you maybe exactly. you do maybe you do things that are cool to me. Like yeah. maybe you think that fucking running five kilometers every day is boring, but I think that's neat. Yeah. A lot of people think fucking D D is boring, and those people are fools. Yeah. So once I, again, I think I think you've you've missed the mark on this. These aren't I guess I, I thought they were five fun facts. They are just five facts. <laughs> obviously they're boring no fun to be had um i think I, don't ever 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 put that you're boring on your profile because you're yeah. just giving people a reason to say no why would anyone spend time with a boring person yeah get rid of it i would say i i want to give this a high rating but i'm gonna give it a four i was also gonna go with the the elusive four yeah um this is annika no short motherfuckers oh these are also sorry when i say motherfuckers it's gonna be mfs And after every line, there is a fucking emoji, and I'm not even going to try to parse them. Cool. No short motherfuckers. No small motherfuckers. No bald motherfuckers. No old motherfuckers. No creepy motherfuckers. No hairy motherfuckers. No gamer motherfuckers. No dropout motherfuckers. No ugly motherfuckers. No moldy bitches. Must be a drippy (laughs) alpha male and no foot fetish kinks. Okay. This sounds terrible. (laughs) Yeah. If I can't be creepy, hairy, and moldy, I'm not going to leave the home. Yeah, what's the point? This time, but this person sounds like the most boring person ever. Yeah, they do sound terrible. Uh, this is also going to be a one for me. I will hit it with a at point five. Okay, fair. not a one point five, just a point five. Uh, that's gonna do it for us, friends. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, once again, if you want to support the show and you want a little bit of extra bonus content, uh, head on over to. Uh, patreon.com slash f buddies podcast i believe f buddies f buddies 
now patreon.com slash f boyness content boyness content also you can head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com click the patreon link that'll bring you there too you can click the contact form you can fill out a question send it over to us you can choose your agent name we can keep it completely anonymous and uh that is that is how you get on the show and we would love to answer your question and help you out yeah thank you to josh eagle and the harvest cities for their song paper stars and once again Live show, Sunday, August 6th. I think we have added a few more tables. Whether they're available or not at the time this comes out, I'm not sure. I hope they are. If they are, grab a reservation because they won't last long. Also, if you're in the area, pop in, have a drink, stand. You can hang out at the bar. There's plenty of room for you. Just because you don't have a reservation doesn't mean you can't come check us out. We'd love to see you, even if you just, you know, pop in for for a little bit for for us. A quick snack and a a drink. 100%. We want to see you there. And we love you. Uh, you want to get comfortable here, Dan? Yep, I'm ready for you. We delve into some current Twitter drama. So this person named Ethnic Steve retweeted a picture of a comment he got, I guess, on like Hinge. And it was a girl who messaged him saying, your profile is insanely catered to the female gaze. Like gaze, G-A-Z-E, right? So he screenshot it, reposted on Twitter saying, yeah, it's a dating app, you dumb hoe. And then she, it went viral. So she saw it and was like, wait, did you do you tweet all your hinge conversations? Uh, and he was like, no, but I tweeted this one. And it's up to 6,000 likes because everyone thinks you're a fucking weirdo. I want to give you a chance to offend yourself before I unmatch. Imagine if I asked you, hey, do you object yourself, objectify yourself on purpose for attention? Like, do you have BPD or something? Or you just want too many? Do you watch too many pseudo intellectual TikToks? All I show people is your opening line. It's going viral because of how bizarre and stupid you are. Seems you're here to attract women. Damn, nothing gets by you. No wonder you're at Georgia Tech with brains like that. Sheesh. Now, do you think somebody mastering you saying your profile is insanely catered to the female gaze is a put down? Yeah, my dude, you missed the, the mark. Like, could not have been more wrong. Someone's like, hey, like, you look great. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to look great, you idiot. I'm on a fucking dating profile trying to attract people. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, people, I love, I love people so much for being so dumb. But the best thing is everybody is ripping him and being like, dude, like she was flirting with you, dude. What are you, yeah. what are you doing, dude? I, I can only imagine at that point in time, you can't be like, ah, oh, shit, my bad. I think you like, I'm assuming this guy has to double down and is just. He's right wing now. <laughs> He's like, well, shit, I got to go all the way. I support yeah. Trump, I guess. Damn it. Fuck. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. 